Welcome back to Late Night Talks episode 6 or sex, 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 sex. <laughs> you always disappointed with me big time. <laughs> I, I didn't expect that intro. I'll be honest. I am sorry to everybody that's wearing headphones. Oh my god. It's just, um, we're still figuring out the sound for this. We're also very poor. So <laughs> if you want better sound, um, donate 10 quid so we can get a different microphone or a second microphone because at the moment we already only have one. So, two girls, one mic. Two girls, one mic for sure. Maybe this is how we're going to get popular. Just like a random weird okay never mind um <laughs> so welcome back indeed um thanks for listening Again, to our episode always, always and forever yeah um we wouldn't be here without you yes i mean we would but like that you know. we would be crying exactly and now look we are so happy so excited <laughs> to deliver more content to you guys on this rainy afternoon if In you feel UK. sad just listen to us talking exactly um, nonsense and we're gonna brighten up your day exactly so exciting so a lot has happened this week eurovision happened but we're gonna talk about eurovision after because there's something a lot more important that i think we need to talk about so we've watched something <laughs> basically um we are fans of netflix no offense i think when we are tired and stressed we always watch something silly Stupid, on netflix yeah. just to distract us from daily struggles i just love to use this word daily struggles <laughs> i think i said it 10 times yeah. like in all the episodes take a shot drinking game for everybody at home take a shot every time the veda says that <laughs> so daily struggles and then daily struggles <laughs> so yeah so we started to watch this show because we watched love is blind before i advise anyone that hasn't watched love is blind to go watch it because you didn't watch the first season no and i made you watch the second season yeah. i watched the first season that came out because i was like it was during uh it wasn't during quarantine but it was like before i don't know it came out anyway i started watching it because i was like the premise of this show is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard i don't know what is it with like shows lady and like, like marriage shows, and so. marriage like everybody's so obsessed with the idea of marriage and the premise of love is blind is basically you got strangers men and women equal time and they're meant to date each other but they're not seeing each other until one of them proposes to the other person so then they pro like the dude proposes and then they get to see each other and that that's when they decide okay like do we want to stay together like do we want to you know like are we gonna get married and the best part about it is they're gonna go until their wedding day and then one of them is gonna say no and turn around and just leave the other one at the altar so if you feel bad about your dating life i totally recommend watching love is blind but what we found even better yeah true it is better discuss it's the show called ultimatum yes ultimatum what that word already says to you the ultimatum just like big on the like the ultimatum <laughs> um i so i saw the trailer for it because it dropped i think after we finished love is blind season two they had a promo for it at the yeah. end they're like because the same people hosting love is blind which is nick so basically nick lachey and vanessa they're meant to be a fucking like whatever power couple my ass shit they're not 
Well, they making uh, decent American people become like even horrible. No, they're making them become a horrible fucking people. Horrible. I mean, like, come on, they're like they're having like millions of followers. True, they're giving people. Sorry about that. <laughs> they're giving people Instagram followers. Um, so that's good. But the premise of the show is basically one: you've got couples, and one of the partners in the couple has given an ultimatum and the ultimatum is marry me or we're breaking up now what does that tell you this is already not a healthy relationship to be in. <laughs> like if you if you wake up in the morning and you feel like you have to tell your partner like marry me or break up you should probably break up <laughs> that's my honest advice to you right now break up if you're in that situation yeah but anyway so basically in the ultimatum um the show it's called ultimatum right yeah, maybe yeah. to clarify that because the kind of mix for love love is blind yeah, but yeah. the ultimatum so basically couples comes like they see each other for like at least two years or something well right? i would say so we disagreed about this we have so many arguments because yeah. of this show this week well not arguments but like just well little... actually out of not this show we had an argument about bad bunny <laughs> <laughs> okay so side note i am very particular about my reggaeton music okay and bad bunny is one of my favorite artists in the world and one thing to know about him he doesn't speak english in interviews like he just doesn't want to speak english and apparently no don't say doesn't because this is why we had a fight he refuses to speak in he english just, i think it's valid like my point was he's the biggest latino pop star in the world like you should learn a little bit of spanish but my <laughs> opinion was if you go in a big event at least be ready like i'm sure he knows how to speak he just acts like oh i don't know so this was the argument. Yeah, we kind no, we kind of raise our voices to each other, and then he was laughing. He was like, "Oh my god, we need to talk about this on the podcast." <laughs> yeah, we don't really argue. So like that was a it was it was not an argument. It was a disagreement. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just stared at each other. But anyway, um, going the, back to the show. Going back to the show. So ultimatum. Yeah. <laughs> That's the premise of the show. And now let's talk about the couples. So there's six couples on this show, yeah. right? And I'm, we're going to go through this, assuming that you haven't watched the show. And if you do want to watch the show, um, there's going to be spoilers ahead. Um, so my advice to you would be to just not watch the show and listen to us talking about it because it's a lot better. Um, I think we're probably going to do a better reenactment than the actual show. So I mean, if you like us, if you don't like us, just go on Netflix. But still download this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> we still need the one download. So do that and then go watch your Netflix. So, um, okay, let's go. So I have the couple, just the pictures in front of me. But let's go through the, let's go through Zay and Ray. So Zay and Ray. We've got a lovely couple. Ray, the woman, she's the one that issued the ultimatum. Yeah. They're both 25, I think. 25 yeah, and 24. That's what gave me concerns. Why they are so young so, and they already like manage or move on. I think that's one of the things. So one general like comment is most of these people are in their mid-20s. There's one dude that's in his like, he's 29. He's close to being 30. Yeah, but, but the rest it. of them are like mid 25 and they've been in relationships for like two years. So their yeah. relationships that they're coming on the show with are like two years old. 
why would you want to marry someone at 24 when you've only been dating them for two years? Yeah, so this is why we were shocked. Yeah, that was the first big shock. But yeah, so Zan Ray, um, Ray is the girl that issued the ultimatum. Um, how would you describe their relationship? So because, uh, the, uh, uh, okay, let's discuss how the show actually yeah. works because we haven't done that. But basically the way it works, they come in, six couples, and the first, they're going to spend three weeks with a different person, moving in together with this person. And then after three weeks, they're going to go back to the original partner for three weeks, live together, yes. and then decide if indeed they want to get married or break up. And the way that they find this first partner is, is just going to be someone else's boyfriend, like from those six couples. So they start dating each other for a week, like mixing each other whilst their partner is still there in the background talking to someone else. And watching while Watching them <laughs> while you speak to someone else's boyfriend. So like, think about that. That's not awkward at all for anyone. So healthy as well. So that's, that's the kind of premise. So the first episode was kind of obviously doing some introduction on the couples and they're like, you know, how are you feeling, babe, about the fact that you're going to be dating six gorgeous women that are not going to be me for the next, you know, and you're going to live with one of them for three weeks. I don't know. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. You pushed me to come here. And also, they're all from Texas. So, so they, they sound like... They say y'all a lot. Yeah, all the like time. And me, I'm like, what is y'all? I don't understand. <laughs> what is y'all? <laughs> but um, Zan Ray, first couple, first impressions was... This is the most dysfunctional couple. One of the most dysfunctional couples ever. Well, no, actually, I had the wrong opinion about them first. Because when they got introduced, so obviously Ray is the one that issued the yeah. ultimatum. And Zay, we're going to put this out there. I mean, all of the people, they're all kind of hot, relatively. Yeah, whatever. I mean, even any of the partners. Yeah, they're they're all look like, good yeah they look good. Like, Zay is like this really tall, like attractive dude. And apparently he works in like nightclub life, whatever. Like influencer. Yes, stuff like for that. The clubs, right? So I thought he looked like quite a fuckboy. So that, that was my first impression. And the way she was talking to him, um, she was like, you know, like, I really love you so... No, no, she didn't say... Oh, that was the thing. That was the main thing. So like they asked her, what do you love about Zay? And she just answered by saying, can we skip to the next question? And when they were talking before they like um, started to date other people, he asked her, like, he was like, I don't understand why you would want to marry me when you can't even tell me like how you feel about general stuff. And her response was, I can show you how I feel. And she just jumped on his face yeah. and started to French kissing very yeah. wild. And then apparently they said like, because they do, you know, like those interviews. Yeah, yeah, whatever, interviews after. And he was like, yeah, we always like fuck three, two times per day. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's going to be so nice to be separate <laughs> now. Probably he's going to have like blue balls without her. <laughs> But um, yeah, first, like I watched and I was like, that's quite like, this is quite a weird couple yeah. dynamic. To yeah, but yeah, that's what I thought as well. I thought like, oh, they, I mean, I didn't like the ways that she, I think she was like with him just because of something. Maybe because he was this promoter, so she could get in the clubs or something. Don't know if it was that or if it's, don't, it was weird. The whole dynamic was weird. Because I was like, at first, I was looking at him like, he just seems like he doesn't really love her. Yeah. And she seems to be really onto him. Man, how wrong were we, like, moving forward, like, about yeah. this? Like, we'll talk how about the it, tables like, have turned. for real. 
um, Jake and April, everyone, <laughs> America's favorite couple. Um, April is 23. Yeah. She is 23. Jake, my dude, is 25. He w- came out of the military two years ago. So he enlisted himself when he was 18, got out two years ago. So like, what? He's been in the real world for two years, basically. And April really wants to get married. And April also loves to talk about April in the third person. Yeah. That's how April refers to April. Yeah. That's exactly how she speaks. And April speaks a lot. Yeah. Like, talks a lot. And also she's like, well, she talks a lot, but she's like, she knows what she wants. She's going to say her opinion. No, she is very like, she's young. She's 23. Like she's like, they're all fucking children, but she is especially like, like very, she does. She has no filter in terms of everything. And she just like goes straight. And it's obvious Jake from the get go said, I did not want to be here. I got dragged into this. I got dragged into this. I got, he said, I got dragged into this probably like a hundred times throughout the show. But he did not want to be there, whatever. And I think another thing to mention is like every time they ask them why you're not ready to get married, no one could give a straight answer. Most people said, oh, I would like to be financially stable, like before, blah, blah. But no one had like a solid like, you know, there's something wrong with my partner or whatever. It was just like there were very general reasons about like, I just want to be more financially or I just want to live my life, like whatever. Um, But yeah, Jake and April... I just thought, like, you know, at the beginning, I was like, oh, it seems quite like she was so attached to him, like, fucking, like, grabbed him, like, everywhere and stuff. And it was interesting because when they, in the first episode, when they were talking, she basically said, oh, he was so clingy to me. He was always like, I love you so much. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I was like, was it really? The way it was? It didn't seem like that. Um, But he just, he seemed like he didn't want to be there. Again, how wrong were we (laughs) on this one? Because he had the best time of his life. He had definitely the best time of his life. Uh, Madeline and Colby. That was a fucking crazy couple. Madeline and Colby are probably the thing I least expected. I was so wrong about Colby. I was so wrong about Colby. Oh my god! Like, because the so, way they showed him at the beginning, so it wasn't showed him. Like it was him. That was him. That was. His, but because count. from all the couples, oh, from all the couples, oh, he was the only one. He was the only male who issued ultimatums. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it was opposite. So everybody, like even the girls, were like so intrigued. Like, oh, oh why, wow, dude? Yeah. And he was like. Man, like the way he talked in the first episode, that dude fooled me big time. I felt so stupid because he was like, I love Madeline so much. Like, I cannot imagine myself. Like, I'd rather die than not being with Madeline. I was like, holy fuck. Like, this dude really loves Madeline. I don't know if you could tell. Like, he will, at one point, he went crying in the bathroom because he was like, I cannot bear the thought with, of Madeline being with another dude. And I was like, oh my God, he's like a golden retriever. That's like, <laughs> and Madeline's this fucking bitch that doesn't love Colby. Again, how wrong was really, I? Yeah. Like, he took a complete one fucking 80. Like, not even a complete 180. That was his real personality. Yeah. And we just, we were so fooled in the first episode. I felt so stupid. But yeah, keep that in mind in terms. And then we get into the last three. So we have Alexis and Hunter. Now, they made no impact. 
Alexis was scary. She does not look 25. Like, she, she definitely got her lips done and, like, Botox and whatever. And something she else. Looked- but anyway, so the main idea was there that... Uh, she wasn't happy how much Hunter is earning. Making, yeah. So she was one that issued the ultimatum. But also she said, I want to be married with someone that makes more money than me. But Hunter was not. So I was like, so why do you want to get married then? Yeah, but <laughs> she was a bit weird. She was very. Um, but they're irrelevant. And we'll tell you in a second why. Um, Shanique and Randall. Oh. Well, um, this was probably out of all of them. They didn't seem like the ones that had like, that many issues in common it seemed like they had personal issues that kind of like transpired into the relationship so like Shanique was and like looked in the show as like to be very perfectionist like she wanted things done her way both of them they look so beautiful yeah so it looked like a fucking perfect match literally like so beautiful but like yeah she was very perfectionist she was very particular like about things were done and like on his side um i think he was one that said like he wants to be financially stable yeah. like a lot more before he gets married and it seemed like to be fair i don't know like i think they're the ones that like surprised me quite a bit because i think so she obviously is the one that issued the ultimatum but like they both seem i don't know i couldn't like even towards the end like i still couldn't really see the issue does that make sense like it seemed like I don't know. For me, something was missing. And yeah. Then, like, they was talking a lot. Okay, they had their own personal issues. Yeah. But it's just like, you couldn't feel that passion. Passion is a word that they like to mention. Yeah, on the like, show a lot. everybody mentioned passion. passion. I'm just a passionate person. That's why I hit you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, like, literally, that's the way it goes. But last couple, and then we'll go into, like, how wrong this show went. Lauren and Nathan, again, no impact was made here. Um, Nathan is the uh, the second dude that also issued the ultimatum. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't only Colby, it was I Nathan. Forgot. Oh my god. So Nathan Sorry. was is the one that was on in his late twenties, like almost thirty, and his argument was he wants to have he wants to get married and have kids. Lauren's issue was she, she doesn't, doesn't want to have kids. Yeah. So like that's that was the whole thing. Um. So now that we got through that, let's discuss. So obviously they started dating each other first week, first whatever, and night came for them to um and no let's talk about like them first started dating because you could see right off the bat who has hit like their eyes on who so madeline like colby's favorite fucking muse whatever she walked in and she was like rando is my person he's so hot. he's so hot i'm gonna pick rando and like colby was sitting there like <laughs> I just cannot bear <laughs> the thought in my mind. Me. I don't want to be here. And um, and like one of the other things, like they all said, which I thought was fucking stupid, was I really want my partner to embrace this experience to the fullest. Like I want them to immerse themselves into like the married life with someone else. But then they all got pissed when their partner like kissed someone else or like had fun on a date or whatever. I was like, well, which one is it? <laughs> then. But yeah, Madeline went, Randall's my person, 100%. Yeah. Ray and Jake. Oh so God. you've got two of the most like dysfunctional couples, like Zay and Ray, and then obviously April and Jake. Ray and Jake, you could see they instantly like hit it off. Like when they started talking, yeah, they had a lot so of common. Like they were, and 
they're both their personalities are very similar because it was clear that they were both with very like um strong so april was like really strong personality in terms of like talking and zay as well i think he was quite um i don't want to say assertive because that's not the correct word but he did seem like he was um he knew what he wanted a lot more than ray knew what she wanted even though she was the one that brought him on this show but they just ray and jay like instantly hit it off like fucking hell. i was like my god and they was like oh my god so many laughs so many giggles and yeah like, and oh everybody got like, so much in common it was so funny to see like everyone else around them just like well what is that yeah that's um, awkward funniest thing alexis man she talked to colby yeah and he basically told her i'm not attracted to you man she took that fucking personally big time she's like oh. i don't think he's a good person i think he's a piece of shit anyway so like the evening ended and the next day like he was having breakfast she comes to talk to him like the way you talk to me but she didn't say that she was like i want to pick you tonight for the recoupling and he was like i'm not attracted to you and I was like, why would you go again? Even though he said to you last night the yeah, same thing. Yeah, like, it was fucking weird. And yeah. then he, she was like, how you can say this to the woman? Blah, yeah. blah, 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 and stuff. But it's like, he said, like, the first time he kind no, of... No, I thought he was, he was he not bad. He explained to her yeah. nice, saying, like, you are beautiful and everything is just like, I don't feel that attraction. Yeah. Like, energy, whatever. The passion is not Yeah. Um, and then what else happened in the first night zay and shanique kind of hit it off it was clear that he so one thing that like i think was missing from zay throughout this was the fact that he couldn't he felt like he couldn't really talk to ray so like his whole um kind of like point towards her was i just you you're not really expressive and like vocally telling me what you want yeah so i was like shanique like is very very good at talking and likes to whatever express so like they kind of had that going um and then first night of recoupling happened uh and we had two bombs straight away at the table so alexis walks up at some point and she's like because i know because i think so people started to pick the partners yeah and then who said april i think was saying she wants to take hunter and hunter is alexis original boyfriend And because Alexis knew. She didn't have anyone to recouple with. So like recoupling went like this. So Randa went with Madeline. Yeah. Shanique Zay. Ray Jake. And this is where April was going to choose Hunter. And Alexis knew that she didn't have anybody to recouple with. Right? Um, And she goes. uh, She stands up and she gives this like monologue of like. I don't want Hunter to be like with anybody else. Like this was i just i cannot imagine my why the fuck did you bring him on the show then why did you come here and um the plot twist of that is the fact that hunter gets up and proposes to her yeah and goes on his knee yeah i was like what the fuck because she said i don't mind anymore yeah. if you have if no, you make it i don't care if you're poor yeah <laughs> i cannot see you with the other person man it was i so shared so many good memories with you we had so much great time y'all not going to understand this <laughs> yeah literally and he proposes and, and then, then she was so shocked she said oh my god yes yes and then literally 10 seconds after that nate 
proposes to Lauren. So like couple that didn't want to have kids and they couldn't agree but on that. weird thing happened. So while I think Alexis was having a beef with uh, April yeah. or something, and uh, uh, Nate was kind of uh, saying to Madeline, Madeline she... I'm going to pick you. I'm going to pick you. you. Yeah, remember this, because 10 seconds later, he proposes to Lauren. Yeah. So is... everybody was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what's happening? So you had two couples that just left right off that, right? They yeah. got engaged. So we're left with four couples. So we've got April and Colby, Jake and Ray, Shanique and Zay, and uh randall and madeline oh yeah i forgot about them randall madeline <laughs> man <laughs> the emotions that we went through let's talk about the most iconic moments because then you can watch the show by yourself and decide yeah. like what i've seen the drama but some of the most iconic moments for me are the following um they had they went out on a maybe first of all in my opinion it was funny to see so basically April wanted to choose Hunter and Hunter proposed to Alexis and Colby wanted to choose Lauren, but then yeah. Nate proposed to Lauren and she said, absolutely fucking yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, April and Colby just like, yeah, two people had that to didn't, be together. Yeah. They didn't pick they, themselves like embarrassing big time. So they really hated it. They were a couple out of, I said this, they were a couple made out of spite and pure hatred. They yeah. were not there to like, they wanted to make everyone's life like miserable. And they're like, oh, we're going to have so much fun together. But that's because their respective partners were like, oh my God, I'm so in love with my new person. Like Madeline was like, I really want to fuck Randall. And then Ray on the other side was like, oh, well, you know, like, Jake is really nice and like whatever. <laughs> so it's like, man, what the fuck is going on? But most iconic thing was Zay did a complete 180. So from Ray obviously was the one that brought him on the show. He went complete opposite and he was like, I really love Ray and I really respect him. Like I realized that like she's my person. I want to be with her. So I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? He was so like nice throughout the whole um kind of like it's clear that in his mind he was like I want to work on things with this girl together like I know it might not be like 100% but I love her whatever whatever Ray on the other side was having the best time of her fucking life with Jakey boy like probably the most kissing scenes most are kissing Jake they and definitely Ray. fucked they said in the reunion that they didn't fuck I'm like you definitely fucked they definitely did yeah. they didn't show but they definitely slept with each other um on the other side you have madeline and randall who are like madeline's like i just want to kiss you i just want to kiss you i love you so much oh she didn't say i love you but like she you was, just stick all of my boxes you just stick all my boxes on paper you are like a perfect man You're, oh my god i cannot believe i picked the most beautiful guy as i from man. all of them and the funniest probably episode was they had a girl's night out and a boy's night out now imagine put yourself in this situation Imagine your you switch boyfriends with your best friend. Okay, best friend is too fucking no, much. No, one of your okay. acquaintances, like or someone. No, you switch boyfriends with someone, and you go to this with this girl to get drinks, tequila shots. How do you think that's gonna go? How do you think at one point April asks Ray, so like the person that's dating her boyfriend, so. What do you like about Jake? Has he kissed you? Has he kissed you with those luscious lips? I, <laughs> love his lips. I was like, what the fuck is that? Do you remember? Yeah, her? Like, yeah. look, she 
looked directly in her eyes as well. And she's like, I love those luscious lips. Did he touch you? I said to him, treat her like a queen. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It felt like April was going to stand up any moment, like punch me. Anyway, yeah, she looked like she's going to like kill her. But that was at the surprise. And Ray was just like, uh, yeah, she started to be like, uh, good girl, which was a bit stupid. Shanique and Madeline, man, they really fucked her over on the show. Because like, maybe not, but she got drunk. Like, she was fucking plastic. So yeah, but Madeline was drunk most of the time, though. She and she started talking like, oh, I really want to fuck Randall. Like Randall kissed. Oh, no, the scene was the following. So you're going to be Shanique and I'm going to be Madeline and we're going to reenact exactly what happened. So Madeline goes, I just want to say right now, Randall kissed me off camera intentionally. Randall does not do things that he does not want. And he kissed me intentionally off camera <laughs> and Shanique just sits there and her eyes start twitching <laughs> my eyes are twitching now you cannot see that <laughs> but she's like her eyes start switching and she's like somebody get Madeline out of here before I start throwing hands I was like man because anyway like Shanique was always very reserved she yeah. got really nice opinion and stuff so yeah so it's like you wouldn't expect her then after go and talk to like interviewers or whatever there was like saying like just take her out of here yeah like i cannot it was very respectful madeline was like 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 she was so drunk though i'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt but there's and no then, benefit of the and doubt, then like... they was like to madeline oh please i think i should be oh, talking no, about no, this no 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 she said oh it was so funny ray goes oh i think shanique is upset because and madeline just goes i don't care right now i don't care if she's upset she needs to hear the truth she needs to appreciate she, needs to pre- appreciate she takes him from granted and did i told you be kissed off, off camera. camera intentionally she does mention that like five times like my god but obviously girls night happened but the boys had a boys night out and that was even better because Throughout this, so it's like episode four, Kobe is the most narcissistic, manipulative dude I've ever seen in a TV show. Yeah, so we realized later. It was like, like throughout the two show, episodes, he looked like, oh my God. And to be fair, boyfriend and, and, stuff. and it looked like with like all that Madeline was saying, she looked like the insane one. I was like, my God, like poor dude, you know? But then the more you go into the show, the more you realize they've both got issues, clearly. Yeah. Like they're both insane. But he is a proper fucking like master manipulator in terms of everything. And uh, like, we'll talk about one scene in particular, but I just need to reenact the scene that happened at Boys Night. Yeah, then. but basically, yeah. So apparently, like, he. They went out one evening. Because remember, they're dating, right? So, and like, they live in the same building. They live in the same building, which, again, fun Weird. as hell. Like, f- why not make your ex boyfriend meet your like new boyfriend that you're kissing? For sure. But anyway, so apparently they went out, I think, only with Zay. No, no, they went out with all the boys. And apparently, Zay was talking to this girl. And then this girl went up to Colby and they started making out. And Colby, so like, boys' night, um, I'll yeah. be Zay, you'll be Colby. The uh, dialogue goes like this, exactly. So guys, remember when we went out, right? Y'all remember we went out. So Zay, my dude, he took me like 
he sent the girl off to kiss me like he got me the girl and, and then she started to make out with me she started to make out with me how insane is that and zay goes you got me fucked up move your chair from here before i beat you up <laughs> He goes, Randall, switch seats with me right now. I'm going to fuck this dude up. <laughs> like, But anyway, he was trying to say like... He was trying to say like, I'm not fucking like magician. Like you went and kissed her. Like that's... And Kobe's like, that's not what happened. Zay was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like move out of my face right now. And then obviously this was the big thing that happened in boys night, right? Randall goes home and madeline obviously comes home for girls night drunk as fuck right and on the entire way home she's like i want to fuck randall i want to sleep with randall he's so attractive he's so attractive and then she goes home and randall's trying to bring the gossip like hey just to let you know your dude like kissed someone and she's like i don't care right now i don't care about kobe i care about us why do you not want to sleep with me why and she says at one point she says something that i thought was quite interesting she says you say things off camera and then on camera you're making me seem like i'm the only one that kind of wants this which i thought was quite it's like hmm is it like something more but then the scene gets even funnier because she has two dogs right <laughs> and it's like what 2 a.m at this point but anyway so randall was like not going into that thing to talk about them and he was just trying to say oh i think it's really important to know that you that, did yeah, yeah like the guy that wants to marry you uh-huh. actually was making out with some other girl yeah and she was like, I don't why are you right telling me this? this? Yeah, I don't care right now. Like, you're hurting me right now? <laughs> I really don't want to hear anything about this. <laughs> yeah. And then she takes her fucking dog. So she gets upset. He still tries to talk with her because Randall, I think, is the most like... He's not really big into physical contact. And he says this, like, off the bat. He's not really... He thinks that love is not only a physical thing like he is definitely more but anyway like, he's like the most like caring and he always tries to talk, talk. he's very articulate and... he's like a very very well-spoken dude like he's always every time i've listened to him i was like damn this dude really knows what he's talking about you know in terms of stuff so he was he was trying to help the situation she was drunk as fuck so she got upset she was really hurting and, and she, she grabbed her dogs to leave to leave and- to walk them at 2 a.m drunk she grabs her dog and then randall follows her and then he grabs one of the dogs and then she, it's this weird scene where like she's walking one dog and he's holding the other one and the dog just looks so confused like what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now but that happened and obviously from that what else happened that was funny um I just really want to talk about Zay because I think he's my favorite person in all of this. Not yeah, but what happened to Zay? What happened to Zay? Nothing really happened to well, Zay. At all. I well, mean, I... well, Netflix just left a whole domestic violence like segment in the show. Can we can we talk about this? So, like, they obviously three weeks past, they have to move back with their original partners, right? Ray and Zay move back together, and apparently, um, Ray tells him. So Ray and Jake, like, really hit it off, as we said. But, like, they're both fucking vaginas. Like, just not able to, like, talk about anything and do anything. Because they're too scared of April, I think. I think they were, And like, Zay. I think they're both, like, scared of, like, whatever. But um, she goes back and apparently she tells him that, like, 
she does not want to leave this experience with him, even though she's the one that brought him on because she wanted to marry him. Yeah, but actually it wasn't like she didn't say Sager. He was like, they didn't say what happened. So we found out about this in the reunion. But the way the episode was filmed, they just looked like they had an argument. Not even that. They were, they, the way that they shot the episode was they were both in the house. He's on the phone and he's like, I'm going out. No, and, but before, like, he admitted, like, oh, I actually, this experience helped me a lot. And I realized that I only want to be with you. Like, yeah. And I really love you. And, and I like, think I'm actually ready to no, get that, married. No, she said, like, I want to marry you. Like, and she was like, uh. I don't think so. I'm ready. Yeah. And, like, apparently that's what happened. And, like, the. So he got upset. Like, he got really hurt because he, what? He just, like, spilled his old heart out to her. And, she got, and he got back a, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so he, like, took, he grabbed the phone. He, of course, he got upset and he was like, are you fucking telling me now? Yeah, they didn't really show like the argument, but what they showed was he went out. He went out and he was out for the entire night. He came back at like 8 a.m. the next day. Yeah, and and, and she couldn't like see his location because yeah, his phone was off, turned off. He didn't return the calls, messages, nothing. So she didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, so he came back and like they were kind of, arguing and she wanted to leave and i think he tried to stop her and apparently she punched him yeah but nobody showed they didn't show that but she was like they were sat on the bed and she was like this is not who i am like i've punched you you know like i think we should break up and they just they break up yeah and he that's so sad and you could see like he was proper like fucking like hurting like he couldn't i think he couldn't believe the fact that like he went into this so like she wants to marry me. And then he left with like, oh my Nothing. God, like I want to marry this girl. Um, so that's how they broke up. On the other hand, Jakey boy is not doing really well either. He's definitely in love with Ray. Moving back in with April, they're just like fucking miserable. Anyway, he was like, I don't, I didn't really like the way he was behaving with April. Yeah, he was opinion. very disrespectful. He wasn't disrespectful. He, she was trying really hard to like, because he told her, like, it's always about what you want. Like, you never asked me about it, what I want. And when they moved in back in together, you could see that she was really trying to, like, ask him and, like, be like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a shit person. Fair enough. She was still, like, not the best, but she was really trying. He was, like, having none of it. Yeah, you could see that he was just gone. Like, he even, like, never really touched her. She always was trying to kiss him, to hug him and stuff. And all this, can I just say, apparently they still fucked, like, all of them, like, with each other. So, like, even after Ray and Zay broke up, so, like, in the reunion show, Zay dropped a fucking atomic bomb because, okay, we're going to spoil it to the end. Is there another, like, funny scene? I'm trying to think of, like... Yeah, so I wanted to say about April and uh, Jake. Yeah, which one? Like when he came back home late and his phone was open uh, and April went to his phone and she found a video of Ray twerking and he actually just filmed like kind of her ass. Yeah, it was good twerking though. Yeah, but so basically it was like what her, April's birthday. Yeah, it was her birthday. And she wakes up like, she, like he wakes up late, she's already up and then she's like, Oh, can I just ask you why having a girl's video twerking? Yeah. She didn't say straight away it was Ray. Yeah. Just later she like yeah. said and she was like, I airdropped that video to myself. She's I'm a crazy. fucking psycho. Yeah. And I know that, but you're not gonna treat me like this. <laughs> and he was like, You break in in my phone. <laughs> 
It was crazy. I yeah. was like, I cannot believe. I was like, break up. Why? Like, why are you going through all this? Just break up. Like, it cl- for all my for all the couples, this was my advice: just break up. But um, I would recommend watching because there's definitely loads of like funnier scene like as well that happened. But at the reunion, bombshell after fucking bombshell. Madeline and Colby stayed together, got married, and also had a child. I mean, at the, the reunion, she was pregnant. dysfunctional ass couple. Fucking, oh, no, we need to talk about this, and this is the last thing, because this was so funny. Colby, Madeline found on his, so apparently he left his Apple Watch in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and she scrolled through his messages and saw that she, he was texting. Throughout the whole experience. With another girl and told, telling her that they're in an open relationship. And when she confronted him, he left, came back the next day, hung over, and basically told her, you made me cheat on you. Like, this is all your fault. I came here because of you. I came here because of you, and you made me cheat on you. And I was like, my God, this dude is like fucking like mastermind over here, joker shit, like giving. And she was like, she was probably like eating it up. Like the most dysfunctional ass relationship. They got married and had a child. Like, what the fuck? Jake and April obviously didn't make it, broke up. Um, uh, but Jake yeah. saw uh, Ray after and gave her like, oh, this is the two tickets, airplane tickets, and we can go whenever we want in the world. And this is how it ended before yeah, the reunion. Yeah, yeah. So, so when the reunion happened, they were like, ah, so guys, did you go somewhere? Oh, no, we didn't because, you know, Ray pretending good girl we didn't because you know like considering all the emotions it wouldn't be fair for our former partners and then zay says the most i fucking love this dude i hope he's thriving he He goes no you didn't go because we were still dating yeah you went back and we were fucking every day she's like why were you fucking me every day and she goes i wasn't fucking you every day he's like you were fucking me every day i was like my god um and then like she was like why are you attacking me no 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 so what happened was uh zay slept with shanique well they did something together anyway and shanique told randall about it Uh, apparently zay did not tell tell ray so she starts fucking yelling at him and goes like you didn't tell me like you like and he's trying to speak trying to answer and apologize and she goes you're deflecting. Why are you talking to me? You're not letting me speak. He couldn't get fucking word in. I was like, this is the craziest fucking argument I've ever heard. She's arguing with herself right now. And he at one point got so heated that he just stood up. And this is fucking tall. Like he's probably like six five, like fucking massive as well. So he stands up. And I think everybody got scared for a second. <laughs> everybody was like, that's it. it. He's gonna break this fucking sofa. <laughs> like, um, and he goes, like, calms himself down, comes back. Honestly, props to him. I thought he handled himself quite well throughout the show. Like, he was, my opinion, like, they all were so confused about what they wanted. I was like, why would you come on this show? Then the answer is Instagram followers. That's why they came on the show. Not to get married, not to do anything. They came on the show for Instagram followers. And they got them. Ray's promoting Fashion Nova now, so good for her. Yeah, she did throughout all the show to us, yeah. yeah. So it's insane. Fun. It was one of the probably the crazy. I couldn't believe it. Like you were like, it definitely has to be fake. The worst part about it is I don't think it is fake. I think they managed to get the most dysfunctional couples ever. Not even this because 
I think that's the thing. It's it's not the couples that like have big arguments that like whatever. Because with those, you're like, okay, this is definitely gonna go wrong. It's the ones where you're like, there is something a little bit wrong in here that they cannot see, but we from the outside can definitely see. Because from I think from our perspective, like looking at it. I could tell like straight away, okay, like this is an issue here. Like he's definitely brought for them. They couldn't like comprehend that. Yeah, but like, what the fuck? Marry just, me or marry me or so just like break up. Just like, break up. I do want the, to advice, so the advice that you need to take from this week week's podcast is you should just break up with your partner. Yeah, don't get married. Don't get married, break up, stay single, live your life, honestly. <laughs> Which could work very well with our hot boy summer hot boy summer so let's talk we had a poll and um i we're happy to announce that one of our favorite drivers won yay so today we're gonna do a bit of a quick intro on honestly pierre gasly gasly <laughs> so um so we have a lot of interactions with Pierre Gasly, first of all. Well, so we need to say this. We love Pierre big time. Uh, we're fans of him. Um, are we? I think, <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, I don't know why we completely start to like him. Well, you knew him before. But so me, I before, because yeah. I watched The Drive to Survive. And on season two, he's been treated like a fucking yeah, we'll shit. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it um, in terms of that. I think... So for me, I obviously knew him um, from the season. I can't really say that he was like um, that important when I first started watching. I didn't really pay that much attention to him. Uh, but I think seeing what happened at Red Bull in that season, and we're going to talk about it in his career, he grew on me quite a lot. And I think it's because his personality and like his perseverance throughout everything is very like admirable about everything like, he's probably I don't know because I was telling you I think a few weeks ago that I read this interview with him where he was talking about all the stuff that he went through and we're going to talk about it a little bit but for me like the way he handled everything I don't think I could have done it in terms of like to perform at that level that they have to perform as Formula One drivers because at the end of the day there's only 20 people in the world that do this sport full-time right so like to be in that 20, it's so exclusivist and to have to perform at like the highest level weekend, like after weekend, maintain everything else. And like, you know, they have a life as well. They're normal people. Shit happens in their life as well. For me, I was like, if that, if I was in his shoes, I don't know if I could have like handled it, everything that happened. Um, but I guess let's get into the meat of things. I have notes. They're not as many. So hopefully we'll get through. So let's talk about his personal life first, like where he was born and everything, because that's cute. So he is racing under the number 10. That's one to mention. So Pierre Gasly is a 10. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so smoothly. I had to say it. I was like, so he was born in, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right. He was born in Rouen. Bonjour. Bonjour. He's Ça French. So his father is... Jean-Jacques and his mother is Pascal and he is the youngest child um he has four um half brothers so two are from his mother's previous marriage and then two are from his dad's uh, kind of previous marriage um so they've both 
his family has always been involved in motorsports. So his grandfather competed in karting. His grandmother did karting as well. Wow, and that's then, impressive. Right? And then his father also did like various things. Like he did karting, endurance racing, and he did um, rallying as well. But he stopped when he had an accident. He fell off a mountain, apparently, uh, after his co-driver made a mistake. Um, so Pierre started karting when he was six um, at a local karting track that they had. And then when he was 13 years old, he moved from Rouen to Le Mans, which is kind of in Le Mans in France. They have like a big, um, it's like one of the biggest tracks when it comes to everything. Um, so MotoGP, like they do the 24 hour like Le Mans race there as well. So it's quite big in terms of everything. Um, and I'm going to mention it here, but we'll mention it um, a bit later as well. But he grew up alongside Antoine, which Antoine Hubert, who was a racing driver, but died in a crash a couple of years ago. I think we mentioned it before. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, so they grew up quite close. They were, went to the same private school. They lived together. Um, they kind of like um, basically cut it together throughout his life. Um, he is also really good friends with Charles Leclerc um, and also Esteban Ocon. They also kind of cut it together. Um, in 2019, he moved to Milan where he lives now um, and he speaks French, obviously, Italian and Ciao. English. And I think he knows a bit of Spanish as well. <laughs> <laughs> How did he know that? I think he knows a little bit of Spanish. We're gonna find out later. I, I think he knows a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> but you see. Let's talk about, so as we said, so he did karting. He started with karting, which is the way most Formula One drivers start. Um, so he started competitive karting in 2006 when he was 10. He finished 15th in his first championship. Um, and then in the following year, he actually finished fourth. So quite good. Well done. Um, if we're talking about kind of the bigger leagues, so he started with Formula Renault, which is like, um, it's an... It's in a French like F4 championship, so quite specific to France again. Um, he finished third in that year, and then he moved into like the next level in 2012. Um, he had quite a good kind of season there. Um, he finished 10th in like 2012, and he had like um, got kind of set, like he got a podium as well that year. So quite good. Important is in 2014, um, he moved to the kind of Red Bull Junior Development Program. So Red Bull, one of the biggest kind of teams in Formula One at one point, they've got this. And to be fair, all of the big teams do. They have this Junior Development Program where they take in younger talents and kind of, you know, try to, let's say, train them to get into the higher kind of levels for Formula One. Yeah. Um, he did some time in like GP2 as well in 2014. Um, so he was on the series. Um, he, and in 2015, oh, in 16, he became the GP2 series champion. And then finally in 2013, kind of, um, so it was announced that he started in the Red Bull Junior program, but he only did testing for them. So like um, in the preseason before the Formula One, um, they do testing at different tracks. So um, he did testing for them that year. And then finally, Formula One race debuted. So we happened at 2017 with Toro Rosso, which is, yay, Pierre. Toro Rosso is like Red Bull's um, smaller team in Formula One. So it basically kind of comes from the junior program. Usually kids like um, would go into kind of that team. 
So he made his debut there um, and he was racing, well, he replaced Kvyat, which is a, a driver that kind of also was at the program. Um, so he had an okay season. I think his best finish that year was a fourth place finish. Um, but he ended the season in like 15th place in the championship that year. However, in 2019 is when the Red Bull move happened, which is what you saw in Drive to yeah. season two. And so, that's what I didn't like for him. Yeah, though. we talked about um, Daniel Ricciardo in one of the first episodes. So obviously Daniel was at Red Bull um, throughout this time, and that was the year, 2019 was the year he moved at Renault. So Red Bull had to find a second driver for um, Max. Max Verstappen to partner. And obviously the junior program in Toro Rosso was kind of the way to go. So Pierre was promoted to Red Bull, which was a big move. Um, came with a lot of pressure is probably the best way to put it. He had big shoes to fill in because Max was doing very well. He was like getting points, finishes, whatever. So he was kind of expected to support him in everything, kind of. That's the best way to put it. Um, but I mean, well, when you really check, like, whatever the results and things, he was doing quite well next to Max. Yeah. I would say, I mean, for the dude who just got promoted, I mean, for the dude, for the kid who just got yeah. promoted, he, like, was doing the testing only and stuff. He yeah. wasn't, like, racing before, like, the other yeah. things on the same tracks, right? Yeah. So, I think he was doing quite well. What? He finished fourth. He finished he had, fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he had some crashes and stuff. But the only thing that he never really received, like, oh, my yeah, God, so, he did a great job. Yeah, I think that was the main Support. thing. Like, From he, the Red Bull team. They expected him to perform at a very high level. And I think that was one of the things that, Pierre himself expected himself to perform at a very high level. And I think he probably himself put a lot more pressure onto him than like, um, to be fair, the team, from what they were showing and from stuff, they didn't really seem like the most supportive and the best environment to yeah, work. And I, can to talk, I can talk years about how bad I think the Red Bull environment is if you're not Max Verstappen. Even for Max Verstappen, I don't think it was great. And I think it was still great. They have the shittiest people there. But um, I think he, they definitely fucked him over quite a lot in terms of like just they were not like being nice to him at all in terms of just like overall. not really empathy or like not empathy, like, like nice. Okay, the, it's not their job to like baby him, but it's like it's just like understanding where he's coming from in terms of everything and just like okay, like let's give this dude whatever he needs because Formula One cars are very difficult to drive um, and like. Red Bull 15 is a Red Bulls are particularly notorious for having difficult cars to drive. So if you don't really get used to them quickly, you're probably not going to kind of make it, so to say. So mid season in 2019, they dropped him. They demoted him back to Toro Rosso and they replaced him with Alex Albon. So that was quite a big blow. And, and then, then the media was heating it. Oh, like, they up. were they were absolutely Heat fucking ruthless. So they were ruthless. And like, then Netflix was filming as well, it so was, it was even yeah. like triple pressure. Yeah, it was quite bad. And then um, Antoine that we mentioned as well, so um, he died uh, within that season as well. So the fatal crash happened, um, and it, like as I said, they were really really close. So I think that year hasn't been nice to him at all in terms of like 
anything so he had like probably one of the biggest career blows that like he had thus far and like in his personal life as well and I think for him to like continue going get the left so he was he went back to Toro Rosso and I think he had like um I think he had a distant season after that I think he did like well he got the second place yeah in Brazil yeah so um, that was like the best uh, yeah. performance he had so he was his first podium in his formula one career um and, and he said on the day that was the best day of his life it was and then in 2020 um which was the next year so they kept him at toro so which is now alfa tori um they he got a podium he won a race he won in monza yeah um so that was his like first obviously career win in formula one so i think it's it's clear that like Alpha Tauri is like an, a way better environment than stuff. But I think his from his perspective, which is what he was talking about in his interview, um, that kind of I sent you and I was waiting. Um, he was saying that he wants to be up there with the big guys in terms of the teams. So like, no offense to Alpha Tauri, but they don't have a championship winning car. And I don't think they're going to have a championship winning car very soon. So obviously he wants, you know, his friends of so Charles, um, you know, George, everyone else, their Ferrari, Mercedes. He wants to be in a good car. And I think he deserves to be in a good car. Because um, I don't know, man, it seems like, well, he's working out a lot. And also he's always like... They used to show that he plays on PlayStation the same track that he he's just does sim, go. so he they do sim training. Yeah. So yeah, they do quite a lot. It's it, he is clearly a perfectionist. Pierre, like, tell us if you're mad, but I think from my <laughs> Pierre, let us know. <laughs> anyway, when we're going to party together, yeah, exactly. still reply to the message. <laughs> yeah, when are you when are we going to party? Woo! Tell us. <laughs> So we need we need to party. Yeah, together. so vamos party. Come on, he like um I I know that like oh, well I know I was listening to some of his when I scroll through his like Insta stories and like that's one of the things that I feel like we need to talk about his Instagram. But when I scroll through his Insta stories, he also has like always has reggaeton songs and it's and the same one that we yeah. listen to. <laughs> yeah come on we'll take you in london or like whatever you want would imagine if we take him to a romanian club a lithuanian club yeah like so you can act like a normal human yeah being. because no, no one's gonna... gonna be there nobody gonna really realize unless someone is watching from one they're gonna be like oh wait is that him and you're gonna be like no no it's not him no it's not him so like come on we joke we joke but are we now <laughs> <laughs> so our address is and yeah, our yeah. phone number is <laughs> dm us you're always on instagram and we said this before we mentioned it but one of the ongoing memes about and i really appreciate him for like having a great sense of humor because one of the memes that is going on in instagram is that he always likes every post that is not even about him just in general if you follow him and like reels random shit it will just be liked by pierre Gasly. And he started embracing the meme. He liked one of our reels when yeah. we mentioned about it. Um, he's also replying to fans like that DM him. Um, so yeah, he replied to Anna. Anna just said, <laughs> like, like, "Have a good weekend." <laughs> and then he had a really shit weekend. <laughs> I am so sorry. And she <laughs> was like, "Did I put a card on like, this dude?" I was like, "It's definitely because he replied to my message." So I was like, "Holy fuck!" So I'll unsend that message to him. Like, if it makes it feel any better, I'll unsend that message. I am so sorry. <laughs> But, but um, anyway, like he interacts with fans a lot. I he think. Is, fan he, pages. Yeah, like he he's really good at it. 
which is to think that he's always like he's always on the program he's always running he always do like stuff like he's really like obsessed with this idea that he wants to get into i mean idea i'm sure he's gonna get yeah sooner or later he's gonna get to the bigger things yeah he's a really good driver and i think um he is very very nice i saw a lot of people on twitter talking about the fact that you know they've met him and he was really nice to them and like took them and i took his time to like speak to them and stuff so props to him for like making the time on so his now make your busy, time for us yeah <laughs> just threatening this dude we're giving you ultimatum Pierre Gasly, you got ultimatum from us or you come and fight it in barcelona with us or that's it break up so not barcelona no london anymore <laughs> whatever just in the go-to party somewhere but um i think we were joking about his instagram because he went from having i'm gonna roast him a little bit like i'm sorry but like his instagram which i guess is the same like valid for everybody but his instagram like five years ago was so bad in terms of the pictures and the angles he became a full-time instagram model now the shit that he's posting man i've never seen so many topless videos like in the past the things that i've seen in the past month from pierre gasly it's like <laughs> wow you have no shame for anybody that's like what i'm just like opening instagram and i see him like half naked working out i'm like oh nice thanks pierre <laughs> i didn't know i needed this but yeah thanks it helped me to my weekend yeah i was like well <laughs> good weekend for me then so but um we were joking and i really will have to say this I feel like his Instagram for the past like month and a half is like just screaming hot boy summer. Like he is out here like just posing like influencer style. Like he went on he went on vacation somewhere. Where did he go? Portugal. So he went somewhere. And he does he has this thing for like the past few weeks. He's been doing photo dumps of like Oh, Miami dump, or like whatever it was, like Australia, and like posting like 15 <laughs> pictures. So I'm like, hmm, this is very interesting. Are you looking for something? I don't think it's, it's just like, it's giving, look at me, I look good, which fair. And I'm just like, I'm living my best life. Which fair. Which again. fair again. If, yeah, fair, fair, fair. And it's just like, you know, why not? Look at me in my 15 pictures for holiday. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> because, well, rumor has it that he's single now, right? So I'm sure that he's showing off big time. Well, that's what you always do when you break up. I'm living well, my best that's, life. That's what I was going to say. I think it's giving, like, um, we're not single ready to mingle. Because, like, do these dudes even need to post anything? He could just be somewhere. Just go to fucking private club and, like... Somewhere. that's it and, and just go no just go to the shop buy some bread someone will gonna be an influencer <laughs> Hi, oh my god i'm such a huge fan of like whatever it is you do <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine Bonjour. 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 <laughs> but it was oh you speak italian too, too. But we're joking, joking, joking. But what I was going to say is like, well, that's another thing. And I guess I really wish he would come on this podcast because I, I really want to understand. This is our career. Like, um, this is my career. This is our career goal. Like, yes. I we need to get Pierre Gasly on this podcast. And 
you can talk about anything you want. We can talk about the weather if you want to. That's fine. <laughs> just stay here. Yeah, just be here. Um, but one of my like always questions with like these dudes and dating is like, do you think you can actually like date someone and not be scared that they want to date you for being Pierre Gasly, like Formula One drive, and I just Pierre Gasly, a dude from Rouen, France. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's quite complicated. I don't know. I've never been in that. I've never been rich that's or why, famous. But I mean, but that's why more or less, like when you see like Max Verstappen and stuff, you basically, in the end, you just like somebody breaks up. You start to see a person that you saw uh, dating basically your teammate. Like they go to the same level. Then the you know people. that it's kind of okay. We all been there. You know, it's not only something or whatever. I, know. I, mean, I, guess, I don't know that story well, so I cannot really be like judging now and saying. I've judged Max Verstappen big time for I mean, this. Anyway, that's like, okay. Well, that's like, a separate cannot, one. Yeah, yeah that's so a separate I cannot one. really explain this. But do you think, like, I think my advice would be make people sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. You want to talk with Pierre Gasly? Sign this document. We're going to sign just like suggestions. <laughs> but come on our podcast now. You want to talk with Pierre Gasly and be next in five minutes? Sign this non-disclosure agreement. If you even mention his name, you got to pay him five million. Imagine. Are you going to pay now? <laughs> five million. We do not have that money. We do not have the capacity. We do not have the facilities. But we are like really enthusiastic and passionate to reach really, our goal. It's just because I think... But I anyway, know. it's not only about... I think it's just like there is so many questions it's that I out, would ask. Yeah. Like, it's so insane. Like the things that he went through, yeah. Red Bull, losing your best friend that was like your brother and you yeah. still have to race and you beat yourself up. Because yeah. I think he actually beat himself you up know, big I think time. so, no. And I think he said it, like he said in multiple interviews, like no one is harsher on himself than he, like he himself yeah, is yeah. which i think i identify with that and like i found it because i think we're yeah, we're our own like worst critics all the time so for me like because i was thinking about that because i'm i'm in exam season now and i'm like i'm hating my life and i really want to just yeah, she's up. just keep crying every yeah. day but like crying internally um but for me i'm like how how do you find the like motivation to keep going even if you know because i guess one of the things that they always say is like, well, this is my dream and like whatever. I'm like, yeah, but even like, even if it is like, you never have days when you're like, fuck it. Like maybe all of this is not worth it. And like, they have the money for it. Why not just go retire at 25 and just go like fucking drink margaritas on the beach. Then open a business or yeah. something or become influencer. With yeah, so just like, followers. yeah, Pierre, you already have the Instagram for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Your good post. pics, yeah. great pics, so good. Yeah. Like, like, like. Yeah, for Share sure. Comments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, like, anyway, I don't know, like, so he always as well um, mentions his family, like his family yeah, sacrificed yeah. a lot for him to be where he is. And yeah. he's always very grateful, thankful, respectful. So I think, like, how you have time to spend with your family? It's on office. I think, like, yeah. your friends. I mean, okay, basically, friends, they usually employ the friends. They are, like, personal trainer, media, something or something like that. Yeah, more or less, like, really they keep shitty. them kind of around. Yeah. Then, of course, you are friends, like, with people on the one that you are racing, even though then you are racing, you need to forget about this. Yeah. Because it's about you and how is your season going to look like, yeah. the results. Yeah. 
But it's like the things like dating. How the fuck you gonna manage to date? Well, then you have to train. That's my question. <laughs> then you have to train every day. And imagine if there is this bitch <laughs> like Ray that doesn't speak to you. No, April shaking your like airdrop, like yeah. airdropping pictures of like. like did you press like on, on Kendall Jenner post? Oh, no. Why? <laughs> so you don't like me anymore, Pierre? We need to talk about this. And you know, like he is already in the car and like his phone is blowing. <laughs> He's like, fucking hell, I saw it's April. I just cannot do it. <laughs> okay, anyway, it's the mixing up ultimatum. But it's funny. Uh, I think I, that's, well, you know, because it's quite funny, I guess, because one of the arguments that people have nowadays for, like, not being able to date is, like, I just don't have the time for it. Like, I just don't have the, like, and I'm like, how the fuck do these dudes that, like, out of, like, their own apartment for, like, eight months a year get time to be in a long-term relationship? What? How, how does this work? Fair enough. I guess for him, like, um, I think, uh, I don't know, he's been in, like, what, two relationships that, like, have been his show? One of his first girlfriends was one in the Drive to Survive episode. Yeah. I think the... The uh, second one was as was well. Was as well, yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. Maybe they go to some of the races. But, like, how long distance is it? I, I mean, assume. but, like, I kind of, you know, it's really hard, I guess, because sometimes you want to talk with someone and you That's cannot thing, really yeah. be, like... Oh, I had a shit day saying to Red Bull director and he's like, man, I don't care. I need to see the results. So you feel kind of lonely. Yeah, I guess. But like, I mean, okay, you got your parents, but your parents always going to be like very objective. Like, oh, don't worry. It's not your fault, baby. It's fine. Yeah. So it's really hard. So you probably like you're lacking this like, oh, I need some love, sympathy. I want to be loved. I don't want to be lonely. But it's just like, how the fuck they keep up? I, from, I couldn't. Pierre, how do you keep up as well? How do you find the bitches? Sorry, girls. Yeah. Partners. No, oh bitches, sorry. bitches probably find everything. We say bitches to everybody. So like, don't worry. It's not, it's a gender neutral term. It doesn't only apply. Everybody's a bitch. So. Um, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's quite, um, I mean, how do you have, like, do you go to library? Go to library. You think so? Like, why? You go to the club. How you can trust any person? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I get and maybe especially... we're, maybe we're thinking about it too much. Maybe if they just go to like a celebrity club, people are like don't give a fuck about like who you are. Like, oh, Formula One. What's that? Maybe oh. now it's bigger, like in the US. Oh, like, so brought... you drive. So you drive a car. So you're a truck driver. <laughs> oh yeah i heard about formula one but lewis hamilton is it <laughs> uh, is it one of the like who is it but don't know i think um the main point is pierre gasly we need, we need you to come on this podcast <laughs> i mean yeah but anyway what we probably was trying to say that he's very down on earth like he's he very down to earth very person, down yeah. to earth person and he's always really kind seems generous yeah like from the twitter post and stuff and yeah. he's always like you see the positive vibes from yeah. him as well he's trying now and he is very funny 
I think he's very, very yeah, funny. Yeah, he is. I think he's like, okay, I cannot say that, probably not. What? Like, second Daniel Ricardo, kind of. Second Daniel Ricardo, that's quite spicy. I um, shouldn't say that. Should we just cut this off? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think they're all funny in, like, their own ways. But I think for him, it's, like, the humor that's closest to ours, probably. So, like, for me, some of the reels that he likes, I'm like... That is funny. Like that is that is quite funny. I'll give him oh. that. I understand now why it's liked by Pierre Gasly. I get it. I completely get it. I respect it. I respect the vibes. So, um, but I think there's loads of interviews and there's loads of things that you can see of him. But like, um, I would recommend for and I mean for anyone that's interested in him and finding out more, that interview that was done about a month ago, I think it was with Sky Germany, where he talks about like you know, where he sees himself and how he handled kind of everything happening. I think it's quite a good interview just to get an insight. Because nobody really mentions mental health about Formula One. Like Lando Norris talks about it quite a bit, I think. But I think, um, and he's been praised for it. But then when other drivers do it, it's like... um, Oh, you're just finding an excuse. Yeah, I think Lewis, I like, has always had that. Every time he says something, people are like, oh, you fucking pussy. Like, and then like, when, uh, like... But then that's the British bias against like just their own people. But then when London always does it, it's like, oh yeah, thank you so much for speaking out about this. Yeah, nobody mentioned this before. Yeah, but, <laughs> right. Is it? Yeah, but, but I think he said in that interview, right? Am I correct or yeah. am I wrong? Which one? He did say, yeah, he's like, um, he did say he was at like, he was going through his worst times and nobody seemed to care in terms of like the media bashing him and everything and like, that's quite shit imagine like i know like when you feel like one person doesn't like you imagine when you feel like fucking two million people don't like you kind of we like you. <laughs> <laughs> we do yeah for sure we are your friends but yeah. anyway so for me it's just that and yeah. like he's really strong that's what i wanted yeah. to say as well we respect fucking we respect the he's fucking strong Big time. <laughs> He's fucking for sure. <laughs> Especially with those new pictures that he's got on Instagram. The girls just doing like room keys. I know, like, someone made that joke, but like, no, come on. Like, I feel like out of all of them, they're like, oh my God, like Pear Bear. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Same for you. It's like, honestly, whatever it is, like, you go for Pierre Gasly. <laughs> Everybody just go for it. Everybody loves Pierre Gassi. Why not? So I mean, come on. He's funny. He's generous. He's nice. What else is missing? And also, like, I think his career is now on this path that he really know what he wants. I mean, I'm sure he knew what he wanted before, but he didn't really have the experience that I think he needed. That's it. He's definitely and, a lot more. And now, secure. when he's like really know he got tough skin yeah. he had through tough times yeah so he, for him is easier like okay and he's like i think more focused as well i mean i'm sure he was focused before but yeah. he was overthinking a lot yeah i guess because yeah. when you're beating yourself up yeah straight away that's what every you do. mistake yeah i guess so yeah we're gonna end it on that i think that that's was a good it. one yeah so um message us pierre <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going to see this when delete this fucking podcast? <laughs> oh so God. disrespectful. And we deleted, like we posted, and one minute later we have to delete. Oh, sorry, Pierre. Oh no, but he's gonna have to listen one hour. You have to. Come on. Yeah, we're now you're gonna give him the timestamp where we start talking about him. We're so funny. You have to listen to the whole thing. So, um, but thank you guys for listening. We're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna try to be a lot more active on our 
um, social Instagram media, page. Yeah, like we're, we're trying we're, to improve, like yeah, Pierre Gasly. We're, we're trying to be stuff. social media. Anyway, my idea was, guys. So we are kind of. I don't want to say that, but like. We want you to be more active as well. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to be active. We're going to improve on this and stuff. And we was thinking, we need to bloom everything up. It's springtime. Summer is coming. Right. Guys, share our Instagram account. Ask your friends to listen to us. Come on. Like so many friends of mine and yours are saying, like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Yeah. And especially like when you got this rainy weather and you're depressed. Yeah, Come just on, like to just share to your friends. We're gonna do, as I said, we're gonna do a giveaway. You can spend a day with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still on. It's oh my still, god, we need to do we it. Need to do it for oh, episode yeah. ten. Episode ten is gonna be a special episode where we're gonna announce who's the most active person on our social media page. We're, you're going to spend a day with us. We're going to take in you out. Central in Central London. Central London. We'll Woo! take you out to a nice lunch. Cannot wait for Pierre Gasly to like us. <laughs> <laughs> so we can take him out to lunch. <laughs> I'm going to take him to Pratt. <laughs> no, come on. It's not like at least. What's better than Pratt? No, we need, Greg, take- we need to take him to Greg's. Come on, that's like UK, right? No, we need to take him to Bottomless Branch. <laughs> and then we show the full experience. <laughs> full experience. We just all put sunglasses on <laughs> so nobody <laughs> recognizes us. But yeah, no, no joke, let's do that. Episode 10, we're going to announce who's going to be. Anyway, we're going to do something on Instagram. Yeah. So probably can like, share and stuff, whatever, how it works. Yeah, in yeah. We're, we're going to be better at social media, guys. So, so yeah. So let's go for it. Thank Come you on, for guys. listening. We're uh, so happy to have you. Guys, have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. And thank and you for listening. We love you. Kisses. Thank you. <laughs>